0: Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free
1: Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with Jude and I here on Plan Wise Retire Free as we talk about when advisors or where advisors might be dropping the ball. We see a lot of people who aren't getting the kind of advice and service from their financial advisor that maybe they should be. Maybe in many cases, it's just managing the investments only. So we're going to talk about some other areas that you should hopefully be getting some advice in. What's going on, my friend? How you doing?
0: Man, I'm doing fine. It's The weather is changing here in, uh, in Central Florida, so the humidity is dropping. It's feeling so much better.
1: That's good. Yeah, it's that time of the year here. We're just up from you a little bit in North Carolina where it's 70 in the afternoon and 30 in the morning. So big wild swings. It's never good for getting sick, you know, <laughs> but it is what
0: it is, right? Well, you don't uh, need big, wild swings in your financial plan. How no, that you don't. Two?
1: That's a gay, good segue. <laughs> I like that. So let's talk about some of these places that I mentioned where maybe you're working with somebody, Jude, it's just managing the investments only. So should your advisor be giving you advice in some of these categories? Here's my first one. Reviewing tax returns. Now, even if they're not a CPA, should they at least be talking to you or looking at things through a tax lens?
0: Absolutely, without a doubt. And I got to be very straightforward with you. In the beginning of my career, mm-hmm. I wasn't looking at tax returns. I was mainly doing financial plans, looking at people's insurance, their investments, and helping them uh, plan out their goals. Okay. But what I found was, as I continued in my career and started working with people uh, who had a little bit more affluence, making a little bit more money, taxes is a major concern. I don't know anybody that loves paying taxes. And <laughs> if you don't consider taxes in your financial plan, it's like having a three-legged stool with only two legs in the stool. You're balancing taxes all the is a, oh yeah. my God. It's, it's, it's just a major piece. And now what we do, it is uh, mandatory when we bring on a new client that we look at their previous year tax returns. Tell you a quick story. We had a client just recently, about a year ago, uh, maybe that's not recent, but a year ago, we had a yeah, it. And they asked us, well, why do you need to review the tax returns? We're just, uh, we're doing some financial planning with you. I said, it's part of our process. The information is confidential. So they hemmed and hawed a little bit, and then they gave us tax returns. But what we were able to find out in examining the returns was they were paying uh, an additional about $20,000 in taxes on income, that was being reinvested in their portfolio. Basically, their investment portfolio was spitting off dividends and capital gains that they didn't actually need. Um, And with a small tweak recommending a more tax-efficient portfolio, we were able to drop that by over half. And needless to say, the client was pretty happy about that. They never gave me any issues about their tax returns after that. (laughs) So it's things like that that you happen to find when you look at a tax return.
1: Exactly. Because it's, you know, I mean, you could use whatever old saying you want to, right? It's not what you make, it's what you keep, so on and so forth. But taxes, you know, are a major, major component to your retirement strategy. And if they aren't, they certainly should be. So. Uh, that's one place that advisors might be dropping the ball. Now, this one seems kind of like a no-brainer here, Jude, but evaluating the fees and costs of your investments. If your advisor's not doing this, this seems like this should be red flag number one because that seems like it should be right in there. But maybe, again, the person you're working with not necessarily intentionally doing a bad job. They're just totally solely focused on managing the investments and not necessarily what it's costing you.
0: Yeah, this is a big one because, let's face it, there's no financial advisor out there that is doing this as charity work. We, we're, we live in a capitalist society. Uh, you got to make a living. Are... You got
1: to feed the, the family. So yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So mutual funds, investments, they all have costs to them. The question is, are the costs reasonable for what you're receiving? If you are a no-load person and you're doing all your financial planning your own, then you should be paying the lowest possible fees. But if you're working with a financial advisor who's giving holistic investment advice and financial planning, then you want to make sure the fees are reasonable and commensurate with what you're receiving. One of the biggest violators I see of this when we're looking at a portfolio is variable annuities. Now, not all variable annuities are bad. I'm not trying to say that. But I've run across some variable annuities that had up to five and a half percent embedded fees that the client didn't know about. And so that really, really makes a difference. And so I'm saying to, to anyone that's listening, yes, you're going to have fees regardless if you're a no low guy or someone that's getting full service, but you want to make sure your financial advisor is explaining those fees to you. And you want to make sure you're receiving advice that's commensurate with what you're paying.
1: Yeah. And evaluation of those is key because fees change and it's not what the fee your advisor is charging you. It's the fees that are inside the products that you might have. And, you know, they can they hide those little those little jokers. So you want to make sure, right? You want to make sure you're evaluating those. Uh, Number three, Jude, is discussing and planning our retirement income. Again, no brainer it sounds like, but if you're working with a broker maybe for example, who's really focused on the accumulation of your wealth, they're not really talking to you about the monthly income and the plan for that wealth, right? They're just helping you grow it. And you want to be working with someone who's cuz it's I love the saying, the outcome is the income,
0: right? So oh, wow, whatever like you,
1: yeah, whatever you want your outcome in retirement to be is based on the income.
0: Yeah. This is one of my biggest pet peeves because it seems in our industry, and I love our industry, I think what we do is very noble. I think besides your doctor and, and maybe your spiritual advisor, the financial <laughs> advisor is in, in line there someplace, but our our industry has gotten to a point where almost anybody calls themselves a financial advisor right, yeah. and can throw some data into a software program and spit out a few pages and say, here's your retirement plan. But as you and I know, it takes more than that. It takes careful evaluation, careful planning, uh, people with experience that have seen not just bull markets, but some bear markets too. They have a little gray like you and I. I (laughs) know, hey, hey. hey. (laughs) (laughs) But retirement planning is so important because there's so many variables to consider. I'll give you a quick example. Two of the biggest mistakes that I see in other people's plans, when they come to me and I say, have you had a financial plan done? And they show me their advisor's plan. One, a lot of times that retirement income doesn't include the cost of health insurance, particularly if they're retiring before they can qualify for Medicare. And that is a big expense. If you're not considering that, that could cost 20% of that retirement income that you're talking about. And the other related area that I don't see very many planners or people who call themselves planners are looking at is long-term care. We know that one out of every three seniors is going to have a long-term care event in their life. Could be a short
1: one, right? Or a long one, right?
0: Yeah. And the average cost of care in the country is about $8,000 a month. That's considering whether you're getting Care in the home or at an institution. It's the average of all of them. Yeah. So if someone didn't plan for that, that is a huge cut in your retirement income. Yeah. So yes, you want someone that re- really understands the holistic financial planning.
1: Yeah, eight thousand a month. That's almost as much as it costs you to fill up your suburban in California now. <laughs> you know, so our right, bad joke, wah, wah. Uh, but yeah, no, seriously, you know, there's these things that are, are don't often get discussed depending on the type of person you're working with their credentials, their history, you know what they've seen. And, and to that point, you know, Julie, we've talked about it before with this 12, oh, basically 12 year bull market. There's uh, advisors working that have been in the industry for 10 years, which is impressive, but they've never seen a prolonged downturn. So it's a weird market. It's a weird, weird cycle. Uh, yep. I got two more and then we'll wrap it up this week. Clarifying the target and the goal of your invested dollars. So to me, this sounds like you, you kind of break this down. It's like, what is those dollars doing? What's their job? And do you know what their job is?
0: You know, I, this is probably third on my list as far as pet peeves. But okay. when I look at other financial advisors' plans, it, it's more of, hey, if we get here, to this point in time, then everything is going to be fine. We'll just take 4% off of your total uh, investable dollars and that 4% to give you the income that you're looking for and everything's going to be fine. We know that that doesn't work. right? And so what we've done, and we've talked about it on the show before, we've created a, a bucket plan because one of the things that I see a lot of times in people's portfolio is they have what I call lazy dollars. You know, you and I work really hard for every dollar that we make. I want my money to work just as hard and to have some dollars that are not earning as much as they could be, Mm -hmm. not necessarily putting all the dollars at risk. But with our bucket plan, every dollar has a purpose. Every dollar has a specific time frame that we're using those dollars for. And every dollar has a stated goal as far as the returns that we're trying to reach. So, that makes it much more manageable and able to benchmark and see if we're getting closer or further away from the goal.
1: Yeah. And it's just, a, you know, it's a simple thing inside your plan. So, it's not something you've got to stress and think about on the regular, but knowing that you've got a good plan that's got your dollars working for you. And then just having a, a working knowledge of that. So, you know what the goal is a nice little uh, key thing there to have in so kind of gives you that peace of mind as well going along with that. So, final place to you, number five here. Reviewing family goals and or legacy goals look there are some advisors again seems kind of silly but that don't really talk to you about what you want to do with the money once you're gone and to me that just seems like short-sightedness right because you're going to go at some point and as far as I know the brinks truck doesn't follow you so
0: no we're not going down that path with you right and this area is one where I hear a gamut from potential clients i've I have one client who told me jude you know, I paid for my kids' college uh, education, took care of them before they went to college. And if I die with $1 in the coffin, that's 99 cents too much. And so, uh, you know, uh, and I've had other clients say, I want to leave a specific dollar amount to, to my kids and grandkids. I want to create something where... They know that I thought ahead for their well being. And there's no wrong answer. But the problem is are advisors asking the question? Are people really talking to their advisors about what they want? And just very, very quickly, give you an example. Okay, sure. The estate tax laws may be changing soon. We don't know. There's a lot of talk in Congress. Uh, For those who are affluent, the state tax could really be a, a big hit on what they want to leave to their heirs. And there are ways to leave money to your heirs, regardless of your net worth, that does not involve getting hit by a state tax. And so having that conversation instead of burying your head in the sand is something that could be just super beneficial not only to the client while they're living. But also to their beneficiaries. So this is part of our holistic planning.
1: Yeah, and family conversations, legacy planning, all that stuff needs to be included because uh, you know you might be working with somebody who you've got a four you know or an IRA, let's say not a 401 k, but an IRA, and it's like, well, here's your beneficiary designations. That's who gets the money when when you pass on, and that's the extent of the conversation.
0: Mark, you know what? That's a great point. I want to mention a quick situation with a client that we had recently client had a 401k that was pretty sizable, but they were never going to use it. His idea was, you know, I'll just leave this for my kids and possibly my grandkids. When we talked to him and did the evaluation, he didn't realize how much taxes the kids would have to pay if they inherited that 401k. So we did an analysis and we looked at what if we got a life insurance policy equal to the size of the 401k, because life insurance conveys without any taxes. And so when we looked at the cost of the insurance versus the cost of the taxation, it was a no brainer. Now, will that work in every situation? No, but it's just the fact that we took the time to evaluate that and make sure that the client understood what the costs were going to be if he followed the direction that he wanted to go in versus something else that could be more efficient.
1: Jude and the team are available at Centrist Financial Strategies. Get them a jingle at 800 or stop by the website for the podcast, which will redirect you as well to the main website. But you can find all the information at com. That's Retirefreepodcast.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform you like to use. A little heart thing usually is the is how you do that. You click the little heart and that usually takes care of it. And you can find, again, all that information there at the main website. Jude, thanks for hanging out with me, my friend, as always. This is going to do it for our November, uh, so have a great Thanksgiving. I'll see you in December.
0: Hey, it's almost turkey time. I'm looking forward to it. I thank you, and I wish all of the listeners... A healthy, happy Thanksgiving.
1: That's right. The three F's are around the corner. It is family, <laughs> food, and football. So we Love will it. see. Love yeah, it. absolutely. We'll see you in December, folks. Have yourself a great holiday. We'll talk to you next time here on Plan Wise, Retire Free with Jude Wilson, Holistic Wealth Manager at Centrust Financial Strategies. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson, who is solely responsible for its content.